Okay. Do we have an episode number? Yes, it is Slappercast episode number 74. Nice. Welcome. Hey, thanks for tuning in, kids. <laughs> yep. All right, we're going to have a real short show today because uh, we all have places to go and play. No, actually, we don't. Back, he was back, back. He, he's all excited. He's like, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> Get in the van. Okay. Where are we going? Yeah, so we're, we're observing the 4th of July today, right? Our, uh, it's the yeah, third. Well, yeah. Most of the city is, I noticed. It's pretty... I noticed the traffic was dead, and I, it took me a minute to realize that it's a holiday for a lot of people. Of course, they're, all, they're all at the closed beaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Let, let us yeah. in. I think... This is going to be weird, weird, uh, weird fourth because there's not going to be, uh, right? Are they are they doing fireworks at all in the city? Not that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah I, something's happening because I was running yesterday and they have the, all the fences, all the fences are ready, so they're shutting it down for something. Oh shit! They're closing it off. The Bayou, everything. There's, I've, I've, I've only heard about South Dakota and Washington D.C. for this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So really, yep. Mount Rushmore and uh, and then. Uh, DC, they're gonna. I don't know. Do, 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 do you feel the freedom? I feel the freedom, <laughs> always. <laughs> even even with a with our new our new mask order in Texas. Man, I'm I'm loving wearing a mask. Yeah. So I went shopping yesterday at Victoria's Secrets. As you do. Oh yeah. I shouldn't <laughs> have said that last part. We'll edit out that last bit. But I had my Elvis sunglasses on and my mask. And you can do whatever you want. Kinda. They let you do it all. Yep. <laughs> and, and then, and then when I, and this is this is also another fun. You probably you've you've all probably way ahead of me on this, but it's really fun when you have the mask and you have the glasses, the very very dark glasses, and you can speak with a lisp. You can you can raise your voice and hi, and they've got no idea, and they have to respond. I mean, a good salesperson will respond mm-hmm. accordingly, mm-hmm. and they're they're um, they, they're trying not to laugh because you're because they know for a fact that you're spreading all that COVID inside your mask, and it has to stay <laughs> with, and they have to keep it together well yeah so it's a really fun time they're probably on commission so yeah they will. yeah masks are fun they're fun yes and i was and i write secret messages on them too you know if you're if you you know you know, help you know i'm i'm not <laughs> this person's holding it but it's great it really went to, when you take half your face away it is a wonderful wonderful freeing speaking the fourth of july yeah. it's a freeing moment let freedom ring. Like it used to be really stressful for me if I was like getting ready to go somewhere, like the grocery store or something, and I cut myself shaving or something. I'm like, oh, damn, I put a Band-Aid across my chin or something. And then now I realize, oh, who cares? <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to see it. Exactly. But yeah. Just my little breakout here. I've been wearing the mask all the time. Breakout? No, no one can see it. No one can see that. I look like, a, like I'm, I'm ready for prom night. <laughs> yeah. Break out. Everybody freak out. It's freak out, right? Yeah. Sc- Scorpions Same song. Thing. Blackout. Blackout. They're so close. It's something, something out. It was one of the outs. Something is happening out. Out of the closet. Yeah. Out of the closet. Breaking, blacking out in the closet. <sighs> Miss R. Kelly. Man. Those were the days, huh? Yeah. Remember what all I had to worry about was R. Kelly pissing on somebody? Remember that? that, 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 was, that allegedly. It never, I, I, I have I've no seen, proof. I've seen Dave Chappelle show, and he... And he yeah, Dave Chappelle did, yes. Yeah, yeah. But no, we, we, R, you yeah. cannot prove to me. Well... I mean... The mask thing is fantastic. R. Kelly was is innocent. 
Moving on. Remember when all we had to care about was his innocence? Yes. And how yes, stressful yes, yes, that yes. wasn't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, what are we talking about? <laughs> R. Kelly, apparently. Well, we're talking about freedom. Ring. And we're talking about fireworks, and we're talking about uh, just the the joy of being in Houston when it's just so pleasant out. <laughs> you know, we're we, we're we're we've got a lot of sunshine, we got a lot of dust, we got a lot of heat, we got a lot of humidity. What else can you ask for? Give me, give me some hot coffee. Summertime, baby, it's here. Yeah, mm-hmm. finally showed it's up. Not joking. Oof. Heat index was one hundred and five. Yeah, yesterday, today. Yeah. It's kind of I so I ran yesterday for a change, and got back, and I I really felt like I'd been hit in the back of the head with a bat. I've never been hit in the back of the head with a bat. Don't get any ideas. You can imagine, mom. Um, but it 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 just came in and just being dizzy. Just that it was that was intense. What time did you go jogging? At the worst time of the day, which is <laughs> three o'clock. Yeah, that's what are you doing? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Jesus. I like to, I like to, I like to challenge myself. Speaking of challenging, we're in the studio, mm-hmm. and uh, not, not, not at the moment, not at the moment, because uh, the background's going to give it away. We're not in the studio at the moment. Mm. However, we've been having great fun over at BB Gun Studios here in sunny Houston, Texas, and so we're doing this song, and. It's a, it's not going to be on the record. It's we're, we're, we have a series of singles that we're going to. When are you going to do? When are you going to release? We don't know when. When we're, whenever we get out of this shit. But we're recording uh, and we're getting to the end of this one song in particular that will be a single pretty soon. And we get to the to, to the end of it and I can't get the last note and it's not a high note and it's not a low note. It's just middle middle of the road and I just can't get it. It's just and it's one of those things and I don't want to. Ch- and I could probably change it up to something else, but it's 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 kind of it's I haven't I I have but it was just one of those things I couldn't get it. That's all right. I said we'll, we'll get it next time because we've plenty more sessions yeah uh, planned. So I get home and I'm kind of humming it to myself. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I do that in the in the studio? I mean, ten times in a row or something. We tried it, and it's not a difficult note, but it's just it was at that moment I I was just putting so much pressure on myself. Couldn't get anyway. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to a couple of days later, and I just, I, I like to have these YouTube videos playing in the background. And I, I, I went to uh, find the Iron Maiden Summer and Time tour. And they had it, ta- I don't know why they recorded it, because Bruce Dickinson, the singer, Mm-mm. didn't hit one note for the whole show. Oh, no. I, I mean, he was right. If that was his target, he was here Uh-oh. the whole show. And I don't know how you'd release that. I don't know how the band would sign off on that. And the, and the, the video quality is terrible. And the the but it's and it's a it's a uh, now I think I might be telling. Uh, I don't. I think it's a Iron Maiden sanctioned or sanctioned. Um, yeah, I think you use that word. Yeah, yeah, official, yeah. Official release. Yeah, official uh, Iron Maiden release. And and but. Anyway, so I, I felt a whole lot better about, uh, you know, not, but, but, but my I don't do a whole show of that. Yeah. But now it, that reminds me too of, uh, of Black Sabbath when I went to see the final, you know, the farewell thing and Ozzy did not sing in the same key as the band for the whole show. Well, how could he? 
Well, then don't go. You know, that's just don't do it. I understand the Bruce Dickinson thing too. That's they record these songs, and I've you know I've heard, and he actually sings better now. They're not changing the keys, are they? No, they're not changing no, okay. the keys. Yeah. But he sings better now than he did back then. Uh, huh? Because he's in better shape, probably, right? But he's they've always been in great mm-hmm. shape. They're all athletes. Yeah. Except Nickel. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's fine. He lives in Florida. What is? What can? What can go wrong? <laughs> That's the problem. He opens barbecue, no, but they, they, they all. They, they, they all play tennis or soccer or mm-hmm. run or Bruce do like Bruce fencing. fencing and shit. And, yeah. But they're all always, always, always active. I mean, on tour they play soccer. They, they, they actually, you know, Bruce runs the arenas before the, you know, it, the, 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 that's a band that's in, in tip top shape. However, vocally, I think that he got it together, uh, cause the peace of mind, which was their, 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 their massive, um, uh, excuse me, not peace of mind. The, uh, the live after death record was their, that was their, their double live CD or, uh, disc, whatever. And, uh, he doesn't see. He doesn't sing. He sings like kind of below, you know, yeah. the, the 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 pitch on a lot of that too. But it's just it's it's recorded at such a high register, and the the show is so taxing on your your physical abilities that you know you can imagine that. But this this that, that was shocking to me. Yeah, all those songs. You gotta just, know he's not happy with that. You know. Yeah, yeah. When, I mean, whenever that stuff happens, I, I came home after after the studio, and and, and that one note, and you know, of course the fact that now uh, I, I never ever comparing myself to Bruce Dickinson, uh, uh, but I was miserable because I just couldn't get that one note, you know, and and uh, but this guy sings and performs at such a high level all the time. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. expected. You know, that's. Yeah. But still, I wouldn't let. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I just wouldn't. Well, it makes me wonder, like, when, and especially in, in the, what what year was this? The, the show? Oh. Was it like 90s? Yeah, 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway. I mean, they, they clearly, they, you know, they, they work with a huge crew that they travel with. And I imagine they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to put this, this could be a live DVD or whatever. And like, great, you guys got it, you know? Maybe they don't. Who knows if they, how much how hands on they are with that kind of stuff? Oh, I, I know for a fact they're hands on. They're, yeah. they're oh, they're, w- without a doubt, they'll arrive in a place and Steve goes to the ne- nearest studio and they they they're mixing stuff all the time. Well, then that's but, a, but that uh, is baffling. <laughs> yeah, but the, that 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 was the crazy thing to it because I know that um, you know in documentaries that I've watched too, watching them arrive at these places, knowing what they have ahead of them, yeah. and still going to the studio and mixing stuff. And, but, but also the sound quality of all the stuff. Nico's drums didn't sound like Nico's drums, and mm-hmm. the, the guitars were thin, thinner than, you know, they, they, were, they were using some guitar synths on a, Adrian Smith was using some. So it, it just wasn't, the, wasn't what you know, we're used to, but it mm-hmm. was at, at that, it, it was another moment where I was, you know, feeling bad for a time, and then I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that happens to all of us. Yeah. yeah. There's any number of reasons that can happen too, but for you know for a whole show it kind of makes me wonder it must have been a technical thing, or he was just fatigued, you know maybe. Yeah, you know? well they, they, they both. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> those things do not work well hand in hand. Yeah, I yeah. just I just couldn't imagine recording a record that you couldn't go out and reproduce live, not mm. reproduce, but you know just you right. know, just tour Perform. tour on that record and give them what you what you sold them. Yeah. You know? Well, 
it depends on the on the performer too. Obviously, Freddie Mercury, a lot of the stuff that they did, not just him, but um, all the vocals on Queen records. Yeah, they couldn't really reproduce all of those. Yeah, on stage, but Freddie was so brilliant at. I'm just say like like he he never really sang like there's that high note. I think I've talked about this on the show before. That high note and, and pressure, or under pressure. At the, at the uh, really high, I don't know even know what. The yeah, I thought is. that was Taylor that did that. He didn't do that. Is it him? Okay. Yeah, Roger Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did that. That falsetto, that high. Yeah, that's that's Taylor. That's not oh, okay. Mercury. Yeah. Okay, but it, you never hear that on stage for whatever it's worth. No, Freddie. Freddie will sing the. Well, I mean, at least in the sets yeah. that I've seen, he'll he'll yeah. he'll he does mor- something there. He'll morph <laughs> the melodic lines so that it's comfortable because, I mean, that's a lot of you know, that's a lot of a Queen show is a lot of music. Yeah. Right. And so, it's a lot of challenging music, stuff yeah. like that. But they they don't sing the exact same notes on the record. But it's still right. It doesn't feel like they're cheating you. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah, brilliance yeah, of it. I think. There. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's got a great. I mean, Roger is a, is a fantastic background singer. Yeah. And then you know he's got Brian to kind of fill in that middle spot. But Roger's yeah. the one that's always like, "What?" I knew that he did the Galileo stuff and all that. The, oh yeah, on yeah Bohemian. I didn't know about Under Pressure though. That and like nice. when you hear, like you hear him do like a live version of Somebody to Love, you know, it's not, it's a whole fucking choir on the studio version, basically all, you know, all this choir of the band, you know, background vocals. Right. Or, so they have, Freddie's overdubbed like 16 times. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. So that's why they, when they do it live though, you, you, you don't, you don't really even notice it because the, the performance is so like, yeah, the performance is rocking and it's just, Three of them singing. Maybe yeah. maybe John, maybe Deaky sings a little bit on yeah, he did. He some does. of that. But uh, it's like, and it, the way Roger carries it, um, especially on the, on the end, you know, they do the big, find me somebody to. I mean, Roger yeah. carries that whole thing, you know, while Freddie gets to improv a little bit. Mm. But you don't even notice that there's no no, no choir there. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. That is, yeah. I, I, I go back to uh, 86 or something, I think it was, and we had the, I had, a, had the opportunity to go see them, see Queen. Wow. And I, I, I another Uh-oh. one of those things that you just you just let slip through your hands, you know that that moment um, that you often think about. But I remember a friend of mine coming back. Uh, her name was Mary. Last, last name will come to me, but I remember her coming back from the from the show, and they were they were thrilled with the show, but they couldn't believe that. Queen walked off the stage in the middle of Bohemian Rhapsody and let the let the tape play. And they oh came yeah, back yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they, they, but they they were they were pissed off about it. And I was like, "What did you expect them yeah. to do? You can't just do the heavy part, and you can't just you know you, you, the the middle is this. I don't care if I ever hear that fucking song again. I'm as brilliant as that song is, and as but I don't care if I hear. I've heard turns in concert if they if they you know went off stage and let the video play and the you know the the, so be it, you know. I kind of think they've done that since the song came out. What what what, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, because I you know, know you, I know that there's he, a, he, he you know it could scat in the middle of yeah, that. You no, know, no, just no, no. Do, do or do you know do a little uh, do a little uh, interpretive dance or yes. you know yeah. Um, unless you're gonna do it in a medley like they did at uh, at Live Aid. Yeah, yeah. They, they just went to another song before it even yeah. got to that part. Yeah, which worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, either it's like that. That's it. I mean, either either you 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 do that or you don't you don't play that song. Or you don't play that section. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be lame otherwise. Unless you have a whole choir on stage. Yeah. Which would be neat to hear. I haven't actually seen anybody do that. We've got enough people on there to actually replicate every single part. When I was uh, in grad school, um, 
I was playing drums for the Jazz Vocal One Ensemble, which was the top. Say that again. Started the Jazz Vocal One. You know this from the beginning? Grad school. Grad school. Start again. When I was in grad school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, what? I, I, I played drums for the Jazz Vocal One Ensemble, which was the uh, 16 voices, you know, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, uh, piano, bass, drums, guitar, rhythm section. And we did a bunch of, you know, and they would sing like in five or six part harmony, kind of jazzy kind of stuff. But one of the kids, um, for his for his senior recital, he did Somebody to Love by Queen. And, and he wanted us to back him up for it. So we did it. Um, and it was fucking awesome to be able to play like that song and have a full choir. You know, and he's, you know, he was saying the lead part and the choir would sing the, you just keep losing it, losing it. It's all right. It's all right. You know, but it was just like back there playing drum behind it. Mm-hmm. Really, really a fun, a fun time. That, yeah. That was, that was See, that'd be cool. Yeah. Sounds like a project uh, we need to uh, yeah. look into. Maybe. Yeah. Make it happen. The Blackguards Jazz Choir. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like with, with any, any record that has that, like, or, you know, symphony orchestra or something on it, you know. You, yeah, you, a lot of that stuff. Uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, that stuff is basically the point. I mean, unless you can afford to bring a whole orchestra on yeah. stage, you've got to I, try to figure out some way to. I've seen a bunch of those uh, uh, shows where they have brought the orchestra in, and a lot of them fall flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and again, just because we're, you know, we're born, we're born of rock. Yeah. You know, we, we don't, personally, anyway, I, I don't like to hear. The because a lot of the times they're, they're going to take that great guitar riff or that wonderful vocal melody and they're going to focus on that and make that the focal part of, of the of the of the the focal point of the song and kind of destroy all the little idiosyncrasies in that leading up to it that that you fell in love with or that made that song for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the, one of the ones that really lent itself really well to uh, to the orchestra thing, in my opinion, was the uh, uh, Deep Purple did a few of them. And I think with Richie Blackmore's guitar and John Lord's keyboards and Ian Pace being one of the most underrated drummers Mm -hmm. in in rock, left-handed. He's the king of the single stroke. I mean, his single stroke rolls. Yeah. Insane. Off the charts. Insane. I got goosebumps. Who can play that that fast? Oh, Ian Pace. Ian Pace. Yeah. Yeah. No one else. He j- and but just the feel that guy's that guy's feel for rock for for music anyway so uh, so was it the full band plus the orchestra yeah okay yeah it wasn't, wasn't Richie Blackmore the one I saw yeah the, the other the other guy yeah but and and it wasn't um, Dixie Dregs guy either uh, Steve Morse Steve Morse hmm. um, or, or was it. I think Steve Morse is is overrated, way way overrated. Anyway, I'll come back to that. But the 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 the, the way that they wrote these songs and the way that they the, these songs were executed really lent itself well to a to an orchestra. I believe uh, it just it felt natural. Where a lot of the stuff uh, I know Metallica did one and that was just just garbage. Um, Kiss did one, did they? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was awful. Think, I think Poison what? need to do one it now. That's terrible. That's that's oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any I'm, that's I take that back. I would love to hear an orchestra instead of Kiss. <laughs> Wait, what was the Metallica? I didn't know this. Metallica played with an orchestra. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it just rearrangements of previously? Was, known I think songs it was their songs, which just someone wrote went ahead and wrote string parts for them. Yeah. Oh, when uh, they were so, singing, uh, singing over it. Some guy in playing, San Francisco and playing over it too. Full band plus the orchestra. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's very 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 uh, it's very. I was going to say Unforgiven. 
Uh, no, <laughs> they are uh, zing. He still got it. He still got it. Um, it's it, it's extremely boring, and I think with a drummer like Lars, you you can't you can't put that. Yeah, <laughs> I could go in a thousand different directions. I know none I know. of them good. I know, I know. <laughs> all all dark pathways, my son. <laughs> um, it's just a drummer like that does not lend itself well to an or- unless the orchestra is smoking massive amounts of crack and they're all unrehearsed. You know what I mean? That's the only way that you're going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get because to me, it's it, you know juggling cats. That's what a drum. I mean, what's that string part going to be? Da 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 da. Da, 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 you see that sounds like you know what the yeah. fuck you know that's one chord but it's it's those it's those the you know the, the the lars hits that i just don't i i, I never yeah. understand the song is just about to groove and he goes hey let's go over here and I go no 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 just rock for a yeah, minute but, that, but the problem with that too is that you know they all have to sign off on they all sign off on that it's yeah. not just him being a dickhead which he is it's them <laughs> it's them all saying yeah that was a good idea lars yeah you should do that more yeah. often yeah and, yeah and 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 again with all the bands that we slag i have to say you know you, you there's all the respect all the respect for 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 the because i saw them back in master on the master of puppets tour in the sfx in dublin in 1980 i'm gonna tell a lie here 86 or 85 Whatever the master of pubs, whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was a, it was only, it was only a few, it was a two or three shows before Cliff Burton died in the, in the, I mean, so I saw the last, Cliff, yeah, yeah, wow. mm. so, uh, and I have to completely give them every bit of respect for the show that they put on. There, I'm not a Kirk Hammett fan, I'm not a Lars Ulrich fan, I'm. A big, big, big Cliff Burton fan, and James Hetfield. Uh, I'm a fan of you know a lot of the riffs and stuff like that. Um, but that show, beginning to end, did not. There, there, there wasn't a moment where you could blink. Mm-hmm. You're gonna miss something. You're gonna miss a lot. And that was so. So so. From then on, I was a you know as a fan, and uh, but at the same time, it's really fun to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> of that because that because that to, to, to me that band would be so incredible with little less fills and skilly boos you know yeah a lot, bits. a lot of our fan our listeners seem to misinterpret when we're <laughs> when we're ragging on one particular thing sometimes yeah we don't we generally don't like <laughs> the, the yeah the band we're talking about but at the same time it's like we 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 get into this in, in such depth because we care about uh, you know, music in general, or mm-hmm. sometimes in the, we actually care about the musicians. We're like, well, why aren't you could do better? Why aren't you doing better? Sort of thing, <laughs> you know. The amount of shows that we've seen, the amount of music that we've listened to, the amount of you know ideas that have spawned just from that, just from those. You know, uh, David Lee Roth talks about his his the the you know where his voice comes from, and when he tells you his about his upbringing, and he tells you about his childhood and he said that's all in my voice that's all in my songs and it, and it truly is it's it's so so uh, e- e- even 
Kiss. Kiss with a symphony. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a donut with a shotgun. What? what? I haven't heard it, but I read, the, uh, I read the review of it, and it basically said exactly what you just said. It just... Donut it's with a shotgun. Just, just what? Donut with a shotgun. Kinda. Yeah. It's just like it's just like it's just it takes away from whatever energy those songs may have had, and it just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw Brian Wilson do the Pet Sounds record with an orchestra, and that mm. made a lot of sense. Yeah. To me. I was like, oh, this obviously all yeah. this shit makes sense to me because yeah. that's kind of it's and it it wasn't like and had, and the full band played with them too, so they had um, Brian's band was like eight or nine people, I think, or something like that, plus mm. this orchestra. And and it, and and it made sense. You know, that, that makes sense. Maybe somebody like the Moody Blues has done that before. Yeah. I know that, that seems to make sense for their kind of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of stuff that is kind of like um, energetic or, 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 you know, even the metal stuff. I mean, you said Deep Purple. I, I don't know. It just kind of seems like it'd be, it'd be watered down. Yeah. It, it, excuse me. It definitely is. Now, um, Deep Purple will all they'll they'll fight you when they if you call them metal. They 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 they, they still they still turn their nose up at that. Really? Yeah. Um, because they they were they were they were pointed at when it came to the origin. You know, the people that started. Uh, to, to, to to me, it's it's not even a question. It's just Sabbath. Just start there. Led Zeppelin had nothing to do with it. Uh, Deep Purple had nothing to do with it. Everybody stole from that. But as soon as Tony Iommi, Bill Ward, and Geezer Butler said, this is the sound, that was mm-hmm. the sound. That's where, that's where it, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I've been wrong about many, many other things. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I was wrong about that. But there, there is an argument that Blue Cheer, sort of, in America, uh, sort of started the metal thing but the problem with that is like it only seems like it was just like a blip on the radar whereas sabbath came in and they just like said this is where we're going this is where it's all going now yeah and they did it consistently for the next you know 10 15 years or so you know Mm -hmm. before before everything else went to shit so but they seem and but and to your point deep purple and led zeppelin i always think Hard rock, hard rock, easily classic rock. Maybe. Yeah, then, definitely. I mean, but definitely more of a hard rock thing than than that first. You know, the tritone riff on the song Black Sabbath just sets the tone for this is it, y'all. This is yeah. how, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. metal right there. And yeah. like them or hate them, they just never took uh, they, they they never took an album off to try disco or to try. You know, fusion, or you know, they just stayed their they stayed the course, and they did what they yes. what they felt, and 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 they, they you know they didn't lie to you, they didn't they didn't sell out, they didn't totally totally different band. But me and Jim Henkel were sitting at the at the little Woodrose up there on Studemont and White Oak one night after a, we had a uh, I guess we had an L Orbit's gig and or I forget old, oldies gig, but somehow we end up I'll give you a ride home. And I'm like, that's kind of nightcap, so we we stopped up there and we're t- sitting there just talking about music, of course, and he's like, okay. You know how Jim is. Yes. Okay. You One so. band that never changed anything. No ballads. Martial amps. And never changed a thing. Who is it? And I go, ACDC? ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Ramones? I don't know why we got on that riff, but. Yeah. Well. Right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. There's other ones, right? 
Let's see, many, let's see how many we can think of. Who, who never changed? Who never changed. No ballads. <laughs> well, ACDC had Ride On, but I don't know if that's really considered a ballad or not. But it's a slow song. Um, but, like, here's the formula. Don't change it. Yeah. Barbara well, Streisand. I was who? Barbara Streisand. Marshall Amps. Never Barbara changed. Streisand. <laughs> well, maybe not Marshall Amps. <laughs> okay, so you said the Ramones. The only thing the Ramones did was they dug in, they they dug into the oldies catalog a little bit, but that's not really a crime because they, they played them like that's Ramones true. songs. Yeah, but well, they played them like Ramones songs. Yeah, they didn't change them they exactly. Them. Yeah, their stuff was kind of grew out of that. So yeah, that kind of made sense. Um, hmm. ACDC. <laughs> kind of right. They haven't yeah. changed. No. Um, that was a tough Venom. One. Venom. Venom. Well, yeah, of course. No, you asked. They didn't do. They didn't do a ballad. Even Pantera played some ballads. Yeah, Cemetery Gates is definitely a ballad. Well, even Sabbath did some ballads. Planet Caravan. Oh. That um, changes. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Are those really the only two bands? No, I mean it's obviously. I mean, <laughs> I think well, that I think that most of any anyone that's in the hardcore or speed yeah. or thrash probably didn't change their yeah. You know, without getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By their bandmates. Mayhem. Um, Speaking of Brian Wilson, you know, I know that that was the, the one of the biggest points of contention between him and Mike Love. Yeah. Was changing the formula. God, it's fucking Mike Love, man. That fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Let's write about cars. <laughs> and, and chicks, yeah. Dude, you're 35 Nothing years else. old. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, let's move. It's the 60s. Shit's, shit's happening, you know. It's funny because uh, I had a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the Beach Boys reissues, and they were reissuing them on double CD. So they put two albums out on a CD, and they would go through and talk about each song, mostly with Brian about each song. And there's one called uh, it's a Michael Love song. It's a ripoff of a blues song. I can't remember which one it is, which I think he had to give credit to. It's called like Student Student Demonstration Time, which is the stupidest title ever, but it's about you know kids. You know, back in the 60s, writing about stuff, you know, like either, you know, it was about civil rights or, you know, the war or whatever. And it kind of sounded like the song kind of sounds like it was anti-protesting kind of a thing. And Brian's only comment was, yeah, that song was really hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. man. I, I'm, I'm, I know that he's, he's, he's gone through so much particularly mental issues and stuff, but the fact that he's still able to perform. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. you know, I mean, for I being, think he got sick the last couple of years, so he had to cancel some shit, but yeah, but he's old. He, I mean, he, he had more than one nervous breakdown in his life, you know, and he protested the beach boys playing some, uh, trophy hunting, uh, party in Wyoming or something like that. Oh, really? And Brian owns the beach boys name, mm-hmm. but he leases it to, to, to Mike, Mike Love and yeah. to do concerts and stuff like that, which is kind of, Kind of cool, I think. Um, and uh, he basically came out and said, this event that the Beach Boys are playing is completely against what we believe in as human beings about trophy hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they did Good the show him. or not, but, but he was just like, he's like, this is not what the Beach Boys stand for. That's cool. Yeah. It was actually through, I came late to the Beach Boys. It was in my 20s. Dude. When I, when I finally season. sat down and listened to Pet Sounds and... And uh, all the smile sessions and all that stuff. And I, I, I got turned on to it actually because of XTC and uh, 
the Dukes of Stratos, the second Dukes of Stratosphere record they put out, Sonic Sunspot. Whatever it is, that has that. It ends the out that album ends with this really nice Beatle, uh, Beatles, Beach Boys, uh, Beach Boys tribute mm. uh, called uh, Pale and Precious. Nice. And I just fell in love with that song, and it's it's and it's not it's not really tongue in cheek. It's just a total tribute to them, you know. Because there's some 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 of the Dukes of Stratosphere stuff is like poking fun at how bad some of this some of the psychedelic stuff was in the sixties, yeah. but still fun, you know. So I went out. And that's when I went out and bought Pet Sounds and and uh, started digging into that stuff. And I was just Even amazed the, at what's what's the stuff that's there. It's like not what you would expect if all you know is you know California girls and. But even that early shit is remarkable just because oh, yeah. of the harmonies. That oh, yeah, absolutely, even absolutely. Like, you know, Surf City and, and Surfing USA, I mean, those are kind of like the, the poppiest of the bubblegum pop stuff. But mm-hmm. harmonies on those records are stupid. I mean, it's just ridiculous yeah. how good those harmonies are. Yeah. yeah. I could go on for days about the Beach Boys. Yeah. Beach fan. Yeah. yeah. Love them. Anywho, not metal. <laughs> <laughs> Beach Boys, not metal. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I, I think there's the there, we should do a Beach Boys tribute record. If everybody had an ocean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get right on it. Favorite live album? Go. Live album. Hmm. Of all time, ever, ever. Your favorite? Uh, uh, um, um. No pressure. Yeah. Well, there's there's too many, but it's uh, how about top three? Top three, okay. Can you name three. Um, let's get to work, Roy Geller. Mm. Uh, we should call this the Dead Air Podcast. You should have written. Yeah, you should have two episodes already of Dead Air. That's not an easy one. Hot August Night, Neil Diamond, and that's a good one. Uh, mm. uh, these these are, these are just the ones that push me into hey you know don't don't work in the supermarket go over here and yeah, play rock and no, roll no, that's good i don't think did kiss do a live album no <laughs> um one two <laughs> were they live though yeah like that um okay live. and then uh uh i just it just has to be live and dangerous than lizzie but just because that's <laughs> is that the one that has like almost everything is overdubbed right yeah didn't yeah it's a funny story well, I mean, that's. I think a lot of people did that. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just kind of the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Chad, you got any live records you like? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it's really obvious. It's not making sense, obviously. The first thing that comes to mind since that, that's a movie that was my watershed moment. But that's not, again, that's, that's one of those albums that I don't really think of it as a live album because it was such a piece unto itself. And, the, and again, a lot of the stuff was. So you can't take it back. That's your number one. Yeah, take it back. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> but it's just I've talked about that that movie so much on the show already. It's like, well, really? of course. I must have them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard those stories. Let's go. But other than that, there aren't a whole lot of live albums I can think of where I actually like the whole album all the way through. Like I might listen to side A and the second side's boring, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Sonic and Sense is really the only one I can listen to all the way through. But again, there isn't one version of that record that I'm t- entirely happy with because either they left off a song or they edited, they cut part out, cut parts of it out, they remixed it in a way I didn't like. Really? So yeah. So it's it's uh, fuckers. I, I like uh, David Bowie has a really great live album from the '70s called Stages. Uh, that's the one that has a there's a violin on it, which is kind of interesting. It's yeah. only the only time you hear violin on a lot of, a lot of his stuff is on that record. Um, did David have a lot? Did he have any a lot of live records? Uh, not a lot. Stages. There was two that came out with, from the seventies. One of them was came out later. There was a Ziggy, uh, a, 
I think what was it called? It might have just been called Ziggy Star. There was a, there was an album from the, the last show he did as Ziggy Stardust. Uh, okay. That came out as a live album in the '80s, like ten years after the fact or something like mm. that. And then there were stages that came up before that. That also has Adrian Ballou uh, playing lead guitar on that record, which is which is great. That's a good question. And then, then later we have the BBC that that came out later. All this BBC live recordings that he did uh, on the radio. And there's some really great stuff on there as well. I don't even know if that qualifies as a live album though, because it's a, more of a collection. Was of it just for just radio? Like live on the radio? Yeah, but they would record it. They play live at BBC Studios and record right. it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is a, that's a, that's a tricky question. Not the song remains the same. Huh? Oh. <laughs> The thirty-five minute version of Days and Confused. Oh God, is that, that that's a that's the one you were talking about from that story? Yeah, we're just, on the yeah. car ride, we we're joking about that. Yeah, with Alan. Top yeah. three. Cheap Trick Live at Budokan. Oh, of course. The, the full version. When we were kids, they released the the you know the what do you call it? The first version is just two sides. Yeah. The actual version is whoops, sorry, is actually four sides because it's obviously a concert's not. 35 minutes long. Yeah. It's long. I mean, there's, there's a lot of songs in that. So that was, I mean, like you, I mean, that for me, that was a record when I was a kid. I was like, oh my God, that's, you know, besides hearing Ringo, that, that's what I want to do. I want to hear girls screaming at me, you know, while I play drums kind of a thing. Get out. Get out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Take your drums with you. Yeah. Um, actually, John Hyatt has a good live record called Hyatt Comes Alive at Budokan, oh. which is a parody of Frampton Comes Alive and, and the Cheap Trick record. And I don't know, he's got a super young band, just a, just a four-piece band. And they, you know, John Hyatt's songs are great anyway. He's a great songwriter, I yeah. think. Um, and this band is just killer. And it's recorded from a diff- couple of different places. Yeah. And it, it just fucking just rocks, you know. He wouldn't think that for uh, a songwriter. You know, he wrote that song, Angel Eyes, that, uh, you know, Jeff Healy did. Oh. Jeff Healy had a big hit with that song, um, a ballad. But when John does it live, it's like, oh, this song makes a whole lot more sense to me now. You know, it's a, it's a pretty song, or whatever. And then I got this two. That's two, right? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Heaven and Hell live at Radio City Music Hall is really good. Really? Yeah. It's really, 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 really good. It's like their first record, their first like thing back as as those four guys. Yeah. Dio, Iommi, uh, Geezer, and Vinny. And uh, it's great because. Um, like I'm not sure what Dio's doing with his voice, but man, he's like, just like yelling. Oop. Weird. Is that you? Not me. It's like the first couple of songs, he's kind of yelling, and then yeah. he kind of kind of calms down. I don't know if he's yeah. nervous or what the yeah. situation was, because it was uh, you know the first time of them doing something live like that in a long, long time. Yeah. And, and uh, it's at Radio City, which is a you know kind of a really cool historic kind of venue, and and the band's you know band's great. You can hear some flubs here and there, so you yeah. know they're just kind of you know getting their getting their traction and stuff like that. And they went off and did because uh, um, they they had just released that um, box set that uh, had Black Sabbath, the Dio years uh, box set of records. So they were out promoting that, and they're like, well, we're getting back together. Call and now we're called Heaven and Hell. So here we go. Kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've definitely got, got to listen to that because I'm like I'm not. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, yeah, the actual it. concert video. Is I, on I, I've seen that. Now that you mentioned it, I've seen that. That check thumbnail. it out. Yeah. It's, it's good. I definitely it's will. Really, really good. Well done. I definitely. I, I like to have it. I have. I like to have the 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 music just going. Just it, it it's it's difficult with the 
video. It's it's nice when it's just the audio because I'll get distracted and start watching. Um, I love because I just I love gear. I just love I, I don't don't I don't go buy it and and mess with it. I just love to see what they're using at that time. Well, Tony's it's, playing an SG. Just in case you're wondering, uh, really an SG. Uh, it's got little crosses in the and in the, in the pearl inlays. Yeah, left-handed. That, but it's again. an SG. Yeah, well, it's a black one. I, I got I got into trouble on that. <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the guitar, I got into trouble on that. That's on the that, only guitar he plays. On one of the, I was looking at what? the. That's the only guitar he plays. Yeah. It's like Angus Young. Yeah, <laughs> but I think on Mob Rose, I think he plays a yellow one. What? Yeah, I know. So I got into trouble on a on a. It, it was a forum, some one of those public forums where oh, they sell yes. guitars. And the guy was saying, you know, I got a, it was like $3,800 for this, for this, uh, uh, if, if, if it's, a, it's a Fender Telecaster and not my favorite guitar at all. And, uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with, uh, what a Fender Telecaster is that Bruce Springsteen plays one all the time and all the country guys, it, that's usually the guitar of choice for a, and uh, I just wrote on there, you know, I just, I wasn't replying to one thing i just think all telecasters should be free you know thirty eight hundred dollars for a for a telecaster and it just it just wasn't even you know the 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 james burton you know the pink paisley you know the just was a boring yeah anyway i got into trouble for saying i think all telly should be free but um uh (laughs) like college just a year yeah (laughs) um the, the 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 live records I love to hear, I love to hear the the the, the little missteps and the wrong notes and the because uh, mm-hmm. it proves know. that they're human. yeah yeah and it's but it's also it just it, it is that see I, I won't listen to a I won't buy a comedy CD you know I, I don't care for Richard Pryor I don't care who who it is I just don't want to hear that story over again. You know what I mean? You hear it once and you, you know, you, maybe, maybe you don't remember it word for word, but you, you know, you got the, and you're, of course you're smart enough to not go out and try to re, you know, regurgitate somebody's masterpiece like that. You right. know, you see, so you're not going to, so a CD to me, to, to, to me, that's redundant, you know? Uh, but having those mistakes on a live, it just, it, it keeps you in that. You, Cause you know, live and dangerous, you know, yes, it was overdubbed to hell and, what up? But it just, that that that's it feels like a, a a live. I want it to feel like a live performance. I don't want to, ah, ah, you know the the, <laughs> you know or or, or take, uh, you know if if there's a if there's a singer that's just you know way 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 too heavy handed when it comes to banter, um, uh, uh, you know you can't ha- you can't put all of that stuff in there because it doesn't make sense. On the record. Have you heard Kiss Alive? No. The first one? No. Fucking Paul Stanley does this whole thing about what people should be drinking. Some people like gin and tonics. Ah! Some people like vodka and orange juice. Ah! It's fucking ridiculous. And it's part of the and, the... and Peter Chris is still back there wailing away on the drums. And, 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 and I don't I remember what... I think, it, I think it's Cold Gin, that song Cold Gin that they have. Oh, because... Yeah. They're talking about you know drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so stupid. But just goes on. I, I just I, I just learn to hate them more every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that one is actually mostly live, but Kiss Alive too. Complete like okay, let's go in the studio and just overdub every fucking thing. 
That sounds to me like they were trying to make some money. Maybe. <laughs> and even like they had like other guitar players play on it. Like Bob Kulik, who just passed away. Yeah. He says, no, oh, yeah. his brother passed away. Bruce, Bruce passed away? Oh, no, Bruce. You're right, Bob. I, I didn't. I, sorry. So Bruce was in Kiss yes. for a while. And then Bob actually played on Kiss Alive too. Whoa! Like I like, didn't know there was. Yeah, he like I, they they had me came in the studio and do guitar overdubs or some of the live shit that Ace either didn't, didn't sound good on or whatever. I don't even know what the situation was, but wow, yeah, that's fucked up. Wow, wow, just not alive too. Mm. The, the way Tony Visconti tells the story with with a Thin Lizzy live record is that pretty much the only thing on the record that's not re-recorded is the drums. Yeah, man, like everything, Brian. Is, he knows which side of the bread his butter's on. I gotta uh, find that it's some. I can't remember if it was an article or an interview where he talks about and he, he, the story. That, as he tells the story, it's just really funny. Like, I can't remember who came in first, but somebody just wanted to retrack a guitar solo or something, and they just, then they just kept going and replacing everything. And then like Scott Gorham comes in and goes, "Oh, hey, I want to I want to record re-record my stuff too." And just one thing led to another. And a lot of Frank Zappa much, stuff is like that. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah, I, the, yeah. Uh, it was a shaky booty the uh, yeah. that was alive a lot of and i don't know if all of it but most of it was live and then built on definitely those first four or five tracks you can tell yeah from the performance that they're live yeah i mean but they sound great the audience isn't there but it's you just, can't you can't really hear the it's audience. cool but the way the band sounds you can tell that it's like not in a studio yeah and then he's like oh yeah so this song we i pulled the guitar solo off of this song which is in a completely different time but it's the same key and i put it on this I'm just like you're a fucking madman. You're yeah. just crazy. That you well, luckily he plays that three chord stuff that you can just you know, yeah, drop it in three anyway. chord four four times. <laughs> yeah. stuff is super easy. Just yeah. to put stuff. Uh, I I I was lucky enough to see Dweezil Zappa play acoustic with a young lady named Lisa Loeb. Uh, that was where the luck ran out. No, she was she was all right, but um, it, we the one of the nightclubs I worked out they did this acoustic performance and uh i got to see him play oh my god yeah oh yeah apple did not yeah. fall far from the tree he's yeah. a great guitar player what uh and under understated and just no ego and just uh, yeah don't like that guy at all <laughs> that family's all fucked up because of their fighting over um family rights to Oh, publishing uh, Frank's also. catalog and shit like that, like Ahmet and Dweezil. I think it's like Dweezil against everybody else. And so far, it sounds like Dweezil's the one that's like taking the high ground and, and like being the most like, you know, yeah, mature about it. But Ahmet and Moon or uh, uh, Moon Unit, I guess, are like, I don't know. I think they're mad at him because he was touring and doing his dad's songs or some such shit. And they wanted a cut of it. Like, it's not how this works, but. I don't know, family. Just have, have have them call me. Just yeah. I'll, I'll I'll yeah I'll take care of that. Yeah, I I mean I've I've done it a hundred times. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I I couldn't imagine. I, I can't think of any other son or, or children of a famous musician who've done that. Right. I mean, if if, if, if Kiss have offspring, they will. <laughs> that will happen. I mean, Julian Lennon's not going around just playing his dad's catalog, you know, for example, or or Donny Harrison playing his dad's. He's done a little bit of it, but not. Not leaning on a heavy. Well, they have they have a right to do it. Sure, sure. But I don't think Sean is fighting with Julian about no. <laughs> if, if if you know Julian does you know uh, 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 one of his you know in my life or something like that in concert, I think Sean's going to sue him for it. No, know? 
These, these Zappa kids are actually like fighting yeah. in court over this shit. Yeah, that's you know? a, I mean, yeah. About, uh, about their dad's deadly, catalog. Deadly weird. Is, it's all messed up. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's just a. You know, if 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 you're. Uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I can't imagine that stuff being public. Being, you know, of course, people are going to find out about it. But I just, I, I just, it, it, it's. It's it's just boring. It's I mean it's not boring. I mean I, I, I there's so many there's so many people fighting. You know I know this this uh, this Mary Trump book is coming out and there there's <laughs> the, the war that's going on, not just in 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 the media but you know obviously behind the scenes what's happening. It's just just insane what money does to these to to, to these people. The you know, and uh, n- none of it seems to be pr- for the pre- preservation of the estate or, or, you know, the legacy of the work. It's just monetary. And that drives, that drives me fucking crazy. I mean, to Dweezil's point, I mean, he does a show. I mean, I think it's called Zappa Plays Zappa. Yeah. He's got a killer band. I've and, seen clips of it. It's, yeah, and, 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 they, and they're just playing the music just to kind of keep it alive. Yeah. What the fuck is Ahmed doing? Shaving his head. You know, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's yeah. just complaining about it maybe because he's not getting paid. You know, go out. You can do the same thing. Go out as yeah. you're a great guitar player too. Go out and fucking tour and play, do the same shit. Yeah, and they, didn't the two of them had a band? Didn't they? They were on. They were like on some TV show. That rings a bell. I thought they had a band together. Remember that? I, 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 they were like either either they were either Amit was the host or Amit and Dweezil had a band. God damn it! Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. Send me to whack the microphone. Boosh. Um They had a band that was like a like a like a late night show on. Fox TV or something like that, and they were the house band, and it was for some show about something or other. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that Adam Carolla show, was it? I don't know. Girls jumping on trampolines at the end. The, the, the guy, man, the man show? show. That wasn't Adam Carolla. It was Jimmy Kimmel. Adam Carolla was the fucking furniture. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Easy. I just. I've never heard him say anything funny. He's not funny. I know. That's why I never heard of anything yeah, funny. Yeah, anyway. I think I think Jimmy Kimmel's got. I will, okay, so my homework assignment for this week, when after you get back from traveling, after I get back from traveling, my homework assignment is to find out what show yeah. that they were on. I, I think you could find out today. Just I'm not gonna. I, 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 got, I got I got a pool to get into. Ooh. Pretty quick. So, is there is there anyone who is a the offspring of a of a successful musician whose output is amazing? Just on its own, that you can think of. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good question. Where was that question earlier? Thanks, Bob. Jesus, Bob. Jesus, Bob. Jesus. I thought it was Bob Christ. Roberto Jesus. I'm Bob trying Christ. to think. Uh, any kid that's been famous? I mean, there's plenty. I mean, obviously, there there's some people I could mention. I'm not particularly a fan of. Like, like Jacob Dylan. You know, he's had a career, but I don't listen to his stuff. I'm really interested in that. Luckily for you, because you, you uh, look weird doing a podcast outside. Yeah. <sighs> or, you know, I already mentioned Julian Lennon. I love him, but, you know, I don't really listen to his stuff. Even so, what, so what was the question? Offspring that's been that, that were successful their, 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 their child or children have, have done something that's, that's really good on its own, not just because they were the, the offspring of said. But wasn't it, wasn't like the Jacob Dylan stuff, wasn't that? Wasn't he borrowing his dad's lyrics or something like that? Or I, mean, I don't know. Just make that up. I have no idea. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care. I don't care either way. Alcohol can burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, um, 
Ringo, I mean, Zach, Zach's had a pretty good career. That's a good point. Yeah. Not, not necessarily well-known. Sure. But he has played drums for The Who for a number of years. And he's got some weird techno band with some chick that apparently is good. But I don't think it is just because people say it is. But he, he played with Oasis for a while, too. Uh, Zach. Zach did. He had the right haircut for it. Yeah. Oof. Here comes lunch. <laughs> what about... Um, there's got to be somebody. There is. Carney and Wendy Wilson. Never heard of them. Oh. <laughs> Wilson not Phillips. The, not the, oh, I thought it was the Whataburger twins. No, no, no. Just one of them. And the other girl was uh, Michelle Phillips' kid. Right. The Mamas and Papas. That's uh, Mamas and Papa. What a, now you're talking. A song I can listen to till the end of time. California Dreaming. Forever. All the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown. <laughs> I love that All fucking song. All the leaves song. are brown. I still like it. Okay, next time you sing that, next time you hear that song, just replace every lyric with All the Leaves Are Brown. It fucking works, the entire song. Trust me on this. Just, well, then, where are you dreaming? California Dreaming, the song. I know. Great song, awesome song. Hal Blaine on drums, thank you very much. Um, I knew that. Fantastic song. See if you hadn't, if you weren't browning all the fucking leaves, I could have. Him and him and John Phillips got into it one time in the studio. I can see why. Yeah, because John said, John said it's like this, and Hal's like, okay, and Hal did it like that, and John's like, no, it doesn't go that way. He's like, you just told me it goes that way, and then finally he's like, fuck you, John, and threw his sticks down and walked out and stuff like that. Is there is there a bootleg recording of this or something? I don't think so. I don't think it was recorded. It might be somewhere out. Did you did you get this information firsthand from Hal Blaine? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Book. Hal Blaine's book. Oh, okay. damn it. <laughs> Which is an excellent read, by the way. Hal yeah. Blaine and the Wrecking Crew. I think you can buy it on Amazon. Fantastic read about his life and being in the studio and stuff like that. We don't and, mention Hal Blaine or Glenn Campbell enough. Just We should get down on our knees every day and say, thank you, Glenn and Hal, because yeah. of I mean, the, the amount of output those two have had oh and, and, and their, Just, their link to American music history yeah. is remarkable. Yeah, and I think, I think Glenn Campbell... Uh, just his guitar work alone. Mm-hmm. Just his guitar work alone. It's what so a, good. what an absolute beast! I love you, Glenn. Yeah, we've talked about him before, but he was he was remarkable for a lot of reasons. But one of which being being a session guy who couldn't read, couldn't read sheet music, and, and managed to managed to do as well as yeah. he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, make a career out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, famous offspring. Yes, famous offspring. <laughs> Not the band offspring. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of. I can't. I can't think of anybody. It's, it's, it's funny that, that, that like one one guy who might have, who's, who's I think is brilliant. It was uh, Duncan Jones, the David Bowie son, just became a filmmaker and he, he just circumvented that whole issue altogether by going into completely different di- different field. But he's great at it. Um, yeah, that's that's. A, I think we should come back to that because I think we're overlooking the fact that Britney Spears hasn't had enough kids yet <laughs> but uh we should definitely come back to that to that question billy ray because... cyrus miley cyrus come on <laughs> come on that? come on what's that come on what are you talking about boot scoot boogie no what's yeah. that song he had yeah oh no uh uh achy breaky heart achy breaky heart yeah. and then he spawned hannah montana slash miley cyrus and, and what a treat she's been what a all joy these she's been. all these words mean so much <laughs> all you're saying is words yes <laughs> no she's fine She's fine. She's fine. She's done good. That's going to be the title of, of Eric's memoir. It's fine. It's fine. That's <laughs> no, fine. It's fine. 
Um, well, we were going to talk about musicals. Wasn't that Bob's question? Bob's oh, question, question. Robert Earl Mills. Robert Earl Mills uh, from from uh, from up north was asking. He has just he had just seen the musical Hamilton, which was uh, a, a, big, a big to do if you know anything about anything in America. Um, it was a mu- it is a musical that was you know it's 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 fine it's it's fine it's not what it's ever described <laughs> up to be anyway. So he was asking if we had any favorite musicals that we enjoy and to uh, to uh, share with the public any 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 that one, or even ones that we'd recommend that maybe people haven't seen yet. He uh-huh. says he's only seen uh, Rent and um, oh, I gotta look it up now. Sorry, I thought it was weird that he saw Rent, but whatever. well, while you while you're looking it up, because I want to I want to be clear that we don't say the same thing. Yes, he's seen Rent and Spam a lot. <laughs> Spam a lot. I haven't seen that. And now, I haven't seen and, that. And now, and now that. Hamilton. So now I've had a, I've, I've played a bunch of musicals in my lifetime. I've actually been in the pit for really about thirty of them. I think probably. Wow. Now. Oh. All different kinds of, of musicals. So hmm. they're fun to play. I mean, definitely keeps you. Like we talked earlier. They definitely keep you on your toes. And but I think I think the thing that I think a lot of people miss is like, like if I kind of liken it to like an orchestra. Like, what do you play? I, I play orchestra. What else do you play? I play orchestra, you know? I think a lot of musical people, not necessarily the drummers or the guitar players, the bass players, but I think a lot of the horns and keyboard players, you know, uh, whatever else, other instruments, what do you play? Oh, we play musicals. You know, like down, downtown here, you, you know, the, you have to be in the union to play at the theater, but, you know, what do you play? I play musicals. I get called to read music. But, you know, if we did a musical, we'd bring another thing to it because we play gigs. We play... Other, you know, we play other types of music. We play other venues, and so we, you know, we're, we're used to like, you know, uh, jumping and landing on our feet and, and rolling with the changes and stuff like that. Where everyone else is like focused on the book or whatever kind of a thing. So, I think a musical would be extremely taxing and great training. I think it would be just marvelous work ethic, you know, to 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 execute that night in and night out. Yeah. I think it's a guy. I, I, I saw Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as a kid, and wasn't thrilled with the stage, the the acting. However, the music was top notch. Yeah, top notch. So, so I like that. Now, of course, I, and then I saw uh, you know in, in movies, Music Man, Sound Music, mm-hmm. right? Um, Classics. Yeah, and and. Loved every second of it. Just the the music was, you know, as a kid listening to that. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Music, again, wonderful. That's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, just, but the Broadway, we talked a little about Broadway. That, to me, is, that's that's a truly exciting avenue to to take uh, as a musician. I'd love to, to work in that. In that, definitely be interesting. You just yeah. you know, like working just nonstop and making that that's that that that, that, that to me is exciting. The the fact that you two three shows or two shows a day, whatever it is, and for x amount of days, and that that would be and 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 with enough room to put your own little you know you you, you don't want that 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 monkey throwing in all those taking too much time to to. 
do their own thing. But it would be nice to have to have a little 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 wiggle room in in the thing for a little spontaneity. A little yeah, because working with we t- the, we talked about playing playing a live show. Unless you're Tom Petty and you're regurgitating the same banter from the night before, and it's the same set list, and you know that 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 that, that does that's that's different. That that's a you're 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 playing that show and you're taking that show and lifting it up and dropping it in the next one and dropping it. You know, I like the we're here tonight. Sure, you're the only one's going to see this, right? And then tomorrow night we're going to do something a little different and. Maybe leave out a song or add a song. Yeah, or, different set list. Yeah, and and even different. But that's what I would like to take to a to a. And again, that probably wouldn't work. Obviously, I'm not a. I'm not. A, I've not not been a stage performer in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't that wouldn't work. I, but again, I love the spontaneity of if something's happening that night yeah. or there's a topic that that can be. Yeah, you know. I bet you. I bet you. If we if we would were to interview some actors and singers who've been in productions like that, they'd tell you that what what makes one night different from another. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that they talk about this. Yeah, that was a really good night. This was just on their performance. And I'm sure sometimes it's about the audience reaction and all that stuff yeah. as well. You know, a lot of the same stuff that we experience. And a lot of the same time, you know, the way the band is playing in the pit, like it's they're not energized and ready to go to work just like oh let's go through the, you know go through the motions and it's like gonna be like a yeah a boring show as well you yeah. see I, I hadn't thought of that what how as an actor and the music is not standing up the way it should how are you supposed to do your job right that's that's and, and the other thing that changes night to night is accidents it's live it's a live yeah. show things yeah, happen yeah. right yeah somebody drops i watched a show where uh, it was actually an opera, and uh, the stage was weird because, like, the stage was built up and it was kind of angled to make it look like it was bigger. And you know, one of the people on stage had a hat box, and she dropped it by accident, and it rolled right into the pit. <laughs> and you know, all of a sudden, like, the music changed because, like, you know, someone got hit with the hat box and they had to stop. And I mean, they, they kept going, but like that side of the pit got quiet, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So, and we and I played before where the music director looks down, he's like. I said this earlier. It's like last four bars, do it again because someone mm-hmm. missed their mark, or they're waiting for them to get to where they need to get to, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Last four bars, do it again, and you just kind of put a little repeat sign and just that's, wait for it to happen. That's what I you like. Know, that kind of shit happens that's all the time. What, yeah, that's oh. what made to order, made for mayhem, made for the moment. But at the same time, you want the show to go. Well, that's kind what, of the same way every night, so that way it's smooth and yeah. the actors know what's going on. But the, but the, but the punters don't on. get to know that there was. Oh, a they never there. know. They if never you're know that. that's that that that's yeah. invigorating yeah. to me. That's yeah. the stuff that makes. That's it. the challenging. Part. Yeah, yeah. I've got a good story. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> this was a really obvious mistake that I was involved in when I wasn't even in the show. Caused. <laughs> huh? Caused. Caused. I was going to say. Caused. Yeah. Does this well, involve your mother? No. <laughs> I. This, this is going way back to 1989 or something like that. Um, my friend Dwight and I, we, you know, we graduated from HSPVA, 87. We came back while a lot of people, our friends were still there at school like a couple years later to see, in 89 must have been, to see a production of Little Shop of Horrors. Good show. In the Black Box Theater. Played it. Uh, at PVA. And uh, – <laughs> So and we, we, we knew a lot of people in the production. We knew a lot of people in the band. My friend Patrick White was playing guitar in the band. And, uh, and I'm gesturing like this because we were sitting. We had these uh, uh, 
what they call them, bleachers or whatever, but the seats, the, the tiered seats on, on either side of the theater. And uh, they had these, they had these uh, stackable seats there that had these little hooks on the end of them to, to, to kind of link them together. Link them together, yeah. And they had this sort of, the, the bleachers weren't really constructed that well. They had one little kind of half-ass handrail here, but it really wasn't going to prevent anybody from falling off. Which gives you a little preview of what's see where this is going. Yeah. A little so, foreshadowing. My seat, I realized later, was not hooked on to Dwight sitting next to me. I'm at the end of the row. I mean, my seat is not hooked on to his, right? So, and I don't remember what was going on. I just remember I was laughing at something that was supposed to be laughed at. And it was a funny moment in the show. Next thing I know, my seat's falling off the edge of the bleacher into the band. The band is right here. Oh, shit. And I don't know what I did. I'm pretty pretty sure I must have screamed "shit" <laughs> as I was falling, and crashed into the drum kit. And and that's all I remember. Of course, that like it kind of pushed the guy's hi hat into the snare and into it. You know, and uh, Patrick told me later that his music stand like went like right in right into his crotch. Nice. And uh, so. <laughs> I, I I clamber back up and there's no way to untangle my seat from all the, the mess that it fell into. And and I remember as I got up, the people on stage were just standing there going, <laughs> staring, what the fuck? staring in abject horror what had just happened. And they, they slowly go, uh, oh, and, and they get back into it and they recovered and went on, which was a testament to them. So then fortunately, it was only a few minutes until the end of that. I think the intermission was coming up, fortunately, for everybody involved. <laughs> and but it was once I got up and I, I kind of didn't know what to do. Like I can't get my seat, so I just I just sat cross-legged where my chair had been. And slowly, as the show, you know, the, the actors resumed their lines and got back into the the scene, you could hear these titters <laughs> erupting around the people in the audience around us. As they, once they had a chance to catch their breath, <laughs> all the stuff going on. And so then after the intermission started, the, we managed to get our, my seat out, and I made sure it was locked <laughs> where it was supposed to be. Jesus. And, uh, and when I went out, our friend Betsy, who had been a, lead, had been, been a backup singer in my, uh, the band Elemental Penguin a couple of years before, she was uh, working the ticket booth outside or doing, doing whatever, that's, whatever that's called. Um, Box office. Yeah. Well, there was something, there's some other word I'm thinking of, it didn't matter. It's, I come out. And she goes, hey, how's it going? Like, I said, did you hear about what happened in there? She goes, oh, yeah, did, did it happen anywhere near you? I said, that was me. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. Aren't you glad it wasn't a roller coaster? Yeah. <laughs> little shop, little shop of horrors, little shop. Yeah. We need to get you a little microphone. Played that show twice. Yeah. It's good. Other than that, the, one of the, my, my favorite musical I ever saw was actually a local production um, from Jason Nodler's... Uh, uh, production company they're now called catastrophic theater back in this point they were called Infer- infernal bridegroom they did a uh when they this is back when their their production house was uh the act where the axiom used to be uh local used to this before your time mm. um so this is back in the do you remember that the, the axiom i remember the axiom yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, don't know what i saw there um yeah well, Jay, it used to be a punk punk rock club and the change, my band, the change played there many times. But then later, Jason Aller came back and turned it into a theater. But they they they've done a lot of musicals, and they did a production of the Kinks soap opera, uh, which is one of several 
sort of concept albums that, that the kinks did in the seventies. Hmm. And, uh, that was really great. <laughs> no, that was a so, musical. Yeah. Well, I think it, it was an album and I think that it was adapted into a whole, whole thing, whole production. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, the late, great Carrie Winscott was in the lead. He was fantastic. Uh, that was, that was, that was something, that was something else. Nice. Some musicals. Yes. I, that's, uh, definitely a, as, as, as a child, I would have thought no, but then realized, yes, it's really, really entertaining. And, and when they're done well, there's just, just hard to beat. It's definitely an interesting medium. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely a golden age of, at least in American movies, you know, taking uh, musicals from the stage and doing production of them from maybe the 50s into the early 60s or so. I think Mary Poppins might have been the last. Love that movie. We just watched it last night, actually. Did you really? Yeah, it's fucking great. Awesome. I, I, I kind of. Don't recall if I've actually ever seen the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah, I've already, I've seen the whole movie, but just yeah. not in one sitting. And I watched it last night. It's fucking great. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but you know, and that was about the time. I think Sound of Music was the year after that. I think Mary Poppins was '64. Sound of Music was '65, and that was kind of Sound of Music was maybe one of the last great musicals that kind of came out of. Hollywood until you know they, they they every now and then they, they will they'll do it they'll put one out just for giggles like yeah whatever but uh, really one of the for for such an upbeat musical sound of music having some pretty pretty intense subject matter yeah, yeah. Too, which is it's, it's still remarkable in that, yeah. in that regard yeah yeah Nazis man yeah oh I was talking about the convent Nazis <laughs> oh yeah that too well I mean it's you know it's you know six of one yeah. <laughs> Yes, Liesel. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen any of those those movies. I love all the ones you mentioned. Singing Walk the, out singing in the rain is because that was, uh, uh, fucking uh, Mary Poppins was two hours and change, and uh, and Sound of Music is three hours. Wow. Yeah. Fiddler on the Roof, three and a half hours. A oh, Fiddler, that's a great one. That's too. a good one. Yeah. Oh my God. That one. That one's got some heavy subject matter in it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, like the. F- like the first half, the first act is like kind of like, eh, it's kind of funny and it's kind of upbeat. And then they have the wedding at the end of the first act. And then the the government shows up and destroys the wedding. Second act, downer. Mm-hmm. Whole, total downer. The whole second act is just, it's just sad. The whole thing is sad. I played that at a summer stock theater. And I learned that. From the time the intermission started until the drums came back in the second act, I had like thirty minutes to kill. So I go to the bar next door. <laughs> drink, 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 that drink, doesn't drink, sound drink. like you. Here we go. Over and back in time, play tambourine. Kink, 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 kink. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so, what are the chances we get Bob to move down here and just take that? Take really? That seat we, need, we need we need a fourth a fourth yeah. seat. Yeah. He says he wants to tour manage us when we go up north. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Okay. He's already given us a couple places to play. They're theaters, but I mean, we can, right. might be able to pull it off. We played worse. And he mentioned we could the, do our uh, musical. There's some blues mm-hmm. festival in New Hampshire that has a lot of blues. Yeah, but I bet you we could probably get on that. Just thing. like That's Jazz kind of Fest, a, the yeah. weird wild card kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm Not excited. for this year, but I'll, I'll get you the name. We can maybe reach out to them for next year. Yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. Like I was, we talked about at the beginning. Uh, the 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 album is really coming along, and for as yeah. little time as we get. We're using, we're getting a lot of stuff done, and uh, we're just we're just we're ha- we're having a ball in there. It's just it, it's it's a 
become a second home and the, the, the mm-hmm. everything's just really taking shape now. So it's, that's, that's been, that's been a thrill. And I, I'm just, of course, now we're, we're, we're looking, we're looking onward and, you know, forward into the future and just get, must, must tour, must get in the, must get in the van. So we got we, we we really we got some exciting stuff coming and it it just it feels it feels monotonous saying that over and over every bloody slabber cast. However, <laughs> there is there is going to be a, there is going to be a finish line. We are going to cross it and it's going to be it's going to be fun. We got just I, I I just can't wait. I'm 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 worried and I I, I dream about it nightly. <laughs> uh, I'm worried about my my stamina is good, but I I don't know about. Singing and playing, I gotta start. I gotta start doing that again. Should we make it like. Uh, see what I used to do is I used to pick a pick an album, yeah, and just play along with it. And oh then, yeah, you know, forty five, fifty minutes later, yeah. you're done. Yeah. To when it, when I had it, when I had downtime. So. John Nania had sent me has sent me a bunch of cassette tapes, and I f- hooked up my uh, as you'll notice my my CD player and oh, uh, yeah. thing is gone. So I've got my little studio set up over here, and I've yeah. got uh, the, the, the cassette tape. So I have been playing along with. I've been playing guitar every day, and uh, so I'm playing along with a lot of those cassettes, a lot of these old, uh, and just right on time too. I was looking for these old Motorhead records that I'd lost, and they show up in cassette. So thank you, John. Uh, cool. Uh, John is. Uh, you've heard us mention John Nania uh, on on this program many many times. And, and hopefully everybody that we've ever met will get to meet John because he is a... And I hope he's not watching this episode because I don't want to be heard saying anything nice about him. But he is, he is easily one of the funniest, smartest, most down-to-earth, knowledgeable, just huge, huge, huge personality. And, you know, not just a dear friend, but mm. just, you know, um, yeah. all-round... All round gentleman, extremely talented musician too. Yeah, yes, just, just, yeah. So I hope everybody gets to meet him because he is, he is definitely one of our favorite and and sent me so many really cool, really cool recordings. And he used to DJ when he was back in college, and uh, so he has he, he has the musical uh, scope infinite. Doesn't start to cover it. You know, he's just he's fathomless music knowledge and tastes and blah 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 anyway so um that that's been so the guitar playing you know you know but the running around jumping high kicks backflips that's gonna i'm gonna have to get back into the yeah add to it but um you know just we're 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 lucky that we're we're all living as close to each other as we do, we're doing and we're uh like i've been mentioning i'm really enjoying this mask bullshit um, so we we keep running around in 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 various disguises, but uh, we the, the, this this shit it, it's it's going to come to an end. It has to, you know. We all just got to do a little bit, you know, do a little bit. No, don't even do it for yourself. Do it for your your friends, your family, your neighbors. And uh, we got to push through this, and we got to get. The, I'm, I'm just, I just, uh, I want to get out. I want to get back in the van. Yeah. So. It'd be nice, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we should we should carry on with our our, our freedom and uh, 
Thank you. In our rights. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob, for the questions. And, uh, you know, we, we, we really appreciate you all listening. And I, yeah. I want to uh, I want to say that we're, we're th- th- this is going to this is going to pass and we're going to have a big party. And uh, just remember that we haven't forgotten Patty's Day. We're going to we're going to do Patty's Day as soon as it's over. So, you know, exactly everywhere we go every day. <laughs> OK, thanks, y'all. We'll see you next week for see number y'all. 75. Yeah. <laughs>